And welcome into a brand new edition of Embrace Debate here on the Keep Pounding Podcast Network, powered by the Fans First Sports Network. You can catch this episode and previous episodes of Embrace Debate on that network. Just go to uh, Twitter, follow us at KPPounding underscore FFSN, or you can follow Fans First at FFSN underscore NFL, or at Fans First underscore that's it. I'm your host, Desmond Johnson, joined by Monty Petty from the Four Man Rush and Cody Lashney from the Carolina Cat Chronicles. Join us in this every uh, week as we debate topics central to the Carolina Panthers. And boy, there's a lot to discuss after the 27 0 uh, preseason loss the Panthers suffered by the New York football Jets, who had hard knocks cameras all over the place uh, all week. Uh, gentlemen, we're just going to jump into these topics here. Uh, we should be done by about 11 o'clock or so. We try to give you guys a little bit of a Panther fix for your lunch period uh, on Thursdays every week in season here on the Keep Pounding Podcast Network. But starting off, the main thing I saw on Twitter uh, that had people kind of in flux was the play calling by Frank Wright uh, and company um, on Saturday or Saturday afternoon. Question number one, are you OK with head coach Frank Wright's preseason play calling? And uh, Cody, I'm going to start off with you. Yeah, I am. And I've had some time to think about it and sleep on this. And I know everyone's really upset, you know, especially after you get shut out. It, it was uh, the largest shutout that the Jets have ever pitched in a preseason game. So I understand why it might upset you, but I do think that there is some credence to the fact that you open up with two division rivals and you don't want to tip your hand and let them know what your offensive game plan is going to be. So, that I do understand. However, that is not excusing the incredibly poor performance by our offensive line, specifically Michael Jordan, specifically Cam Irving. Just unacceptable, man. I wouldn't play any starters in the preseason if I was the head coach. Never. Yeah. Uh, we're probably going to touch on the offensive line here shortly. Uh, Monty, your thoughts here. Do you have any problems with uh, Frank Wright's play calling so far uh, this preseason? Not at all, man. Um, unless they give out championships for winning uh, preseason, you know, I, I, I really just don't care. Right. <laughs> I, I don't I don't think it's that big of a deal. Um, not saying that I, you know, that. I think with the output that we saw, well, you know, set last Saturday was good. I think, you know, I agree with Cody. It was definitely a terrible outing on the offensive side of the ball. But yeah, man, it's you know, you I don't I don't know any teams that you know that, that go into preseason, you know, with the with the game plan of how they're going to stop the you know, it's we're we're still in preseason. It's the first game of preseason at that. So I'm I don't put much stock into it at all. Um I, I even with the offensive line looking as bad as it did, you know, I a lot of the guys I feel like honestly, you know, they're not going to, you know, when we get guys back healthy, um, you know, and then by the time the 53 man roster comes down to it, a lot of these guys are just not going to be on the team, man. So um, I just, I can't force myself to be upset about our first preseason game of the year. Um, definitely is concerning to see the offensive line struggle the way it did, but, you know, I even think that, you know, will organically be fixed once we start getting guys back healthy. I mentioned it uh, on a Believe in Panthers earlier in the week, and I've had even more time now that we're separated from the actual day. I felt kind of detached from the games, had other stuff going on, so I was kind of watching it, not watching it, and I could never really get into it, and a lot of it had to do with the Panthers and what they were doing on the field. So it, it had one of those vibes of one of those games where it was like kind of hard to parachute in and, and kind of feel the vibe of what was happening. I had a theory that that Saturday game was what should have been the Thursday practice that they didn't have. 
because if if everybody remembers on Wednesday, by all accounts from Panther beat writers and people out there, Monty, I think you were out there. The Panthers pretty much beat up on the Jets on that Wednesday practice, and then Thursday got rained out. Uh, they didn't get a chance to practice, so the Jets are basically stuck in Spartanburg Thursday, Friday, Saturday morning, stewing on the fact that Brian Burns sacked Aaron Rodgers a billion times and that the Panthers kind of got the best of them. Add on the fact there's hard knocks cameras all over the place. And the Jets look like they were playing a regular game. Like they came out to prove something. The Panthers look like, well, the Stars are only going to play for a little bit. It looked like they were kind of just going through the motions. They didn't really have plays, Gordon Frank Wright, that they were really running. It was super vanilla. You're not going to beat a top five overall team like the Jets, you know, with a vanilla offense and defensive plan. Like, I don't think his plan was to win the game. Like, I'm on records. I think Frank Wright threw the game. (laughs) Like, I literally, I don't think he cared about who won or lost that game. They were trying to evaluate positions. And he said it in his press conference that the final score doesn't matter to him. He's been around long enough that these preseason games, they don't matter. How many people remember us beating the Bills last preseason 27-0? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, nobody remembers this stuff. Like, it doesn't matter. I, so, my only problem with that is if you don't intend to have a cohesive offense and you don't care about how much points you put up, why are you putting your starters out there and risking their health? Like, I understand yeah. you want them to have some reps and kind of get into the rhythm so they're not rusty by the time the season starts. But to me, it just, I don't know. I'm trying not to overreact, but it's. I feel it's, where you're coming from. It, yeah. It's a weird one. Because I, because honestly, I'd have been fine if Bryce didn't play a single play of preseason. I'd been totally fine with Same. it. Like, I've seen enough. I've heard enough from uh, people at the practices that Bryce looks great there. The, the first play that he had, him just going through the progressions, and he literally went through all four of his options for yeah. he landed on Thielen, threw it, took the hit, bounced back up. That's all I need to see. Right. I really don't need to see yeah. anything else. Just get the – I'd rather them fix the O-line with Matt Corral back there than with Bryce back there. Uh, yeah. No, not on Matt Corral. But uh. – <laughs> Yeah, I, I kind of disagree, fellas. Um, I, I kind of want to see Bryce on the field. And even if it and, – and, and mind you, I agree that I don't want to see him a whole bunch, especially if you are going to – you know, if you're going to go trial by fire with your – Yeah. Body, you know what I'm saying? So I, I, I do agree with that. I don't want to see him get hurt. But I do want to see Bryce on the field, man. I I think that you know there's there's no better reps than actual game reps, man. And and it, as good as Bryce has looked during you know during camp, he hasn't taken a real hit, and that's kind of the the big thing that we've been wanting to see all camp is you know how how is he going to you know not only I don't think taking the hit is a big thing, you know how is he going to bounce back from you know from taking uh, you know a couple of you know hits back to back and and to be honest, it's like I mean it's it. Bryce puts butts in seats, bro. I mean, let's we got to be honest there. You know, fans come to see Bryce play, and and you know, and give the fans what they what they came for. I, I don't, I, I I'm not overreacting over game one. You know, now come here tomorrow, and if the output is the same, so you know, same same thing. I probably am going to be a little bit more nervous. Yeah, that's a little different. Yeah, if right. It's, it's the same one, thing. Game one is yeah we, we play the top five defense you know uh it, <laughs> even with Cam Irvin and Michael Jordan being terrible you know I I still think we're not going to get a lot of backups with the depth that the Jets have you know and and I feel like that's that's the thing that we don't talk about as much as well you know you got a lot of guys that will start on a lot of teams there that play back that are in backup roles for New York so I think that's something that we also got to so I, I'm I'm just not nervous you know I'm not as nervous as, as other people though man I I do want to see Bryce on the field though. I, I kind of just I don't want to be on the field. Just just don't have Michael Jordan in front of a man. Yeah, man. Michael Jordan was the one that kind of people were kind of blaming for Joe Burrow's injury when he was in Cincinnati. Yeah. He was going to kind of let the guy back there. And and then 
Cam Irvin, poor Cam Irvin. I made a joke about Cam Irvin last week before this game even happened, where I was like, uh, I keep seeing footage of Cam Irvin basically falling down where he's not supposed to fall down. And there was a uh, <laughs> there was a play at practice where he fell down dangerously close to Bryce Young's knees, and Bryce kind of did a Bryce Young and you know skedaddled out of there. But it kind of to me it was like, why is this dude still out there? Get somebody else in there. Let Cade Mays play that spot or something. But like, I don't know. I guess they're trying to figure this out, but. I would not be surprised if one or two of those guys are not with the team on the final 53, like maybe as soon as after this game, because they're going to start cutting folks uh, after week two. So uh, we'll keep an eye on the offensive line situation. Speaking of the Panthers fans, are Panthers fans being irrational right now? Um, And Maya, I'll let you start with this one, because if you're on Twitter, well, X, whatever you want to call it, uh, (laughs) if you're on that platform, you're probably seeing a lot of wild Panther takes, especially Right after that game ended, I saw fire Frank Wright. I uh, saw bench Bryce Young. <laughs> like this is after an August 12th preseason game number one, where the starters, some of the stars didn't play. They, they really played three series. Uh, are the Panthers fans being irrational right now, Monty? It it's it wouldn't be Twitter or X, whatever we're calling it now. It wouldn't be Twitter if Panther fans were you know weren't irrational. Uh, yeah, man. I, I, I think some of the takes that we're seeing is wild or wild. You know, for instance, you know the Brady Christensen starting at left tackle over uh, Iki Kwanu. I think that is that's crazy. Off of one play. And, and, and Cody kind of and hey, Cody, you my boy, but I know Cody's over there grinning like, hey, he kind of wants to see that happen. So. <laughs> bro, you, you know, don't have you don't you don't have time for this argument right now, Monty. You don't have time, bro. We're, 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 we're gonna, we're gonna was, open this can after Friday. We're, yeah, we'll do it after that. We have to. We have to. Icky, Icky missed on a stunt. I mean, Christian did what he's supposed to do, and then Icky just yeah. missed his guy. And I mean, it cost, but I pro- I bet you that won't happen again. I, <laughs> I it, bet that won't happen. How second. about this? It better not. <laughs> it better not. I, I, I will again. As I'll preface, you know, I think again when we're talking about preseason games, we're talking about three series. Three series doesn't tell the story of any professional football, especially you know we're talking about three series in the first half. There is no NFL game that has ever been won in the first half of period. You know, so again, when we're talking about him him missing a stunt game one in preseason, uh, I I just can't force myself to get to overreact about that, man. First play. (laughs) (laughs) The year two offensive tackle, crazy high elite upside. I I can't I can't force myself to be upset about, you know, one one miss, you know, a missed tackle there. I mean, that being said, I I think our fans are are definitely overreacting to a lot of a lot of the things that we saw here on again. I let, let, let's play let's see it play out. Let, ladies and gentlemen, let, let's see how they play Friday. Let's see how the offense looks Friday and then I feel like if we're going to overreact with two games under our belt versus one, I feel like that's kind of more realistic than you know wanting to tear down the house over of a, a missed game. I, I just I can't get I just can't force myself <laughs> to Cody, Cody, your thoughts are, are are the Panthers fans being irrational right now based off of a, a result of a week one preseason game early August? You know, as I feel like we're being irrational to tell Panther fans to not be a little bit irrational. <laughs> what I mean by that is we have gone into this with the expectations that we were not a normal number one team picking the number one quarterback. We didn't earn that number one spot. We traded up for it. Panther fans have been so incredibly excited for once for in the past decade about our offensive line. And we were excited about the prospects of what our offensive line can do. 
But then after that performance, to see the entire right side of the line get worked on a consistent basis, to see your uh, second-year top 10 pick at left tackle, not knowing what he's supposed to be doing, not knowing the assignments, missing on speed rushes. Yeah, you want to tell yourself not to freak out, but Panther fans have PTSD, bro. We have PTSD, and it's hard for us to not have those old emotions come running right back to us when we see stuff like this. So I'm not overreacting, but what I'm saying is I'm hoping that the Panthers use this as a wake-up call, that they have a lot of stuff that needs to be corrected before the start of the season. That's what I'm hoping. I'm trying not to overreact. Again, maybe on another day we'll have this uh, left tackle discussion. Um, I'm pulling for uh, Kwanu, Brady Christensen, every, everyone on our O-line. It does concern me that right now the Panthers don't know who their starter at right guard to start the season is. And I'd be lying to you if I told you that that wasn't a real concern right now. And I think Panther fans should have a reasonable level of concern right now regarding that issue. I kind of look at it, A, we touched on it on the first segment. It was the Jets. The Jets might have the best defense in the whole entire league uh, by the time the season's over with. Um, even though I know they weren't playing with a lot of their starters, the scheme and the mentality of it, you could tell they came out they came out as if they were embarrassed the last time they saw the Panthers. That's how it felt to me. Like everyone from the top down that was playing for the Jets was playing just at a different speed than the Panthers were. And that affected things. Uh, offensive line coach James Campion basically said it was mainly like fundamentals and stuff like where to put your hands and stuff that like you should just know, like riding a bicycle that they weren't doing. So it wasn't so much that they were uh, out muscled or like, or something to that effect. It was more like, um, they just kind of let let off the pedal, I guess. Uh, they just went into it with a different mentality. They went into it like it was preseason week one. Plus, Panther fans need to remember, too, that wasn't the first preseason game for the Jets. That was the second one. They've been on the road the past two weeks uh, playing these games. So they're they're a little bit further along in terms of mentally where they're at in this preseason than the Panthers are. They're probably like a week ahead of where the Panthers are. Uh, and I'm not worried about James Campion getting, uh, you know, getting – uh, that offensive line together. He's considered one of the best in the game at his position for a reason. Uh, this Don't let one night erase an entire month and change of what you've been hearing coming out of Wofford. That's probably the best way I can put it. Because if you've been hearing Bryce is doing this and DJ Chalk is, is doing that and the offensive line looks good, deep Brian Burns, you're hearing all this good stuff about the Panther stuff and the coaching staff, don't erase all that stuff off of one outing against the New York Jets third string or whatever. And <laughs> it was on two, it was on TV and now everybody's freaking out because they didn't score a field goal. Like it, it's going to be okay. Everybody just kind of, everybody just chill. It's going to be all right. <laughs> yeah. Um, let me, let me switch gears to the Saturday. Uh, what storyline or player are you keeping an eye on the Saturday Panthers versus Giants? Uh, Monty, I'll let you go first on this one. We've touched on a couple of them already. Yeah, um, I that's that's a good because it's quite a few. I'll be honest. I want to see what our uh, you know, how our running back look, running back room look with Miles Sanders, you know, having the tweak hamstring, um, or groin, not hamstring. Um, I, I'm gonna say Blackshear, Raheem. Uh, I want to see what Blackshear looks like at running back too. I think he's honestly the second best running back we have on the team. I definitely want to see what Blackshear looks like, and I I want to see Matt Corral put together a good game uh, Friday. 
And I feel like Matt Corral, he's he's been kind of been getting dealt the short end of the stick. Um, you know, I, I definitely hate it for him, man. It's, you know, he got drafted to a team, got hurt, then the quarterback got fired. I mean, the quarterback, the head coach that got fired, that drafted him, and, and now it's like – it feels like nobody wants him, and I hate it for him, man. Because you know when we brought him in here, you know it was said he had a, a pretty high upside. So yeah, I definitely want to see a good outing for Matt Corral, and I want to see how that running back room shakes out. Cody, what's your thoughts? Uh, who's a player, a storyline you're keeping an eye on this Saturday? I know you touched on the offensive line, but uh, is there a particular player or uh, situation going on uh, that you're going to keep an eye on Saturday? Yeah, I mean a few players that I was really impressed by last. Um, uh, last preseason game, I wanted to see if they can replicate that. Uh, I felt like Eric Rowe looked really impressive, flying around, smacking people. Uh, I really liked what he was able to do. Um, and, and then I'm going to be real. I feel like, uh, you know, Jamie Robinson, that kind of didn't have a very impressive performance. Uh, there was a part where he missed a tackle and got knocked over by a running back. You know, he just really, uh, it didn't live up to that, uh, you know, what's he been saying? There's not 144 better than me. Mm-hmm. So I, I want to see him turn it on. All right, man, if you're going to talk that, talk that talk, it's time to walk that walk. So I want to see uh, for more more from him. And then, yeah, I, I'm a fan of Matt Corral. I want to see Matt Corral do well. And to be honest, when you look at the stats, Matt really didn't do all that bad that last preseason game, especially considering the type of protection that you had in front of them. But mm-hmm. before I can say quarterback, I mean, I know I sound like a broken record at this point. It's protection, protection, protection. I don't care who you have under center. Give them time to distribute the ball to the weapons around them. Because if you're not doing that, then you're not showing any progress from one preseason game to another. And even though they don't count, I feel like you should still see some progression from your starters, from your depth, from everyone involved. So it has to be that O-line. Yeah, the O-line, I would imagine we're not going to see that uh, same uh, performance from the offensive line this week that we did last week. Cause they, God, I pray, man. That office, they've been talked about by Panther Nation all week long. I know they know they've been talked about, so they know there's going to be a lot more eyes on them than normal. Uh, usually, it's a good game for offensive line of, of offensive lineman's name is not called <laughs> like during that game. And if your name's getting called, like if I'm hearing Michael Jordan, Cam Irvin repeatedly by the announcing crew, something has gone horribly wrong uh, in terms of our scheme. I think uh, for me, I'm kind of looking at the wide receivers because one of the things that kind of took me by surprise, I was talking to Skylar Callahan about this earlier in the week. We've been hearing about how DJ Chark and others have been looking really good in uh, practice. They couldn't seem to get any separation versus the Jets. And I always I had started to lean towards maybe our number one wide receivers already in that room. The one takeaway I took from that game was that none of our receivers looked like a number one or a potential number one. And that could just very well be it was the Jets. I mean, the Jets, again, have a top defense in the league. That's not just players, that's scheme, that's coaching, that's, you know, they're too deep. Like, their depth is good, too. So I want to see them against a team like the Giants and see if that was coincidence or or if it was the Jets. I want to know if our wide receivers can actually get some separation. And to do that, you probably are going to have to have Bryce Young out there. Um, Coach Wright said he'll probably play about the same amount of time as he did uh, this past week. So expect Bryce in there probably about two series, maybe three series. Depending on how it goes, um, you know, if they get hot, start going down the field, they might keep them in there a little bit longer just to have some tape. But uh, 
that that's what I'm going to look for is the, the wide receivers and separation. Um, yeah. I, I, put- uh, I know we're short on time. I wanted to point out Muscles Marinara, my guy PJ from Monster Subs. Uh, he says Barno going to ball out. That's another good one, too. If Barno can uh, recreate that same kind of performance, he looked good. He looked aggressive. He got some sacks. Uh, so if Amari Barno can also continue to have that type of impression performance, that would that would be a big deal too. Man, I, I want one of those subs right now, like really bad. <laughs> I'm trying to figure out how to get one up here. Um, I think we were talking there was some kind of service you can have them like overnighted or something, possibly. Yeah. I gotta figure this out because that crazy expensive, I heard though. Yeah, it might be worth it. I don't know. I gotta figure this out. <laughs> you, money, you haven't went down to Spartanburg yet. You haven't checked them I, out. I haven't. I, I'm I, I've been busy at work, man. So I'm gonna definitely make a trip, if not this weekend, next weekend. Um, I was I'm already got plans something to go down to Greenville or down to that area anyway. So yeah, I'm yeah. definitely stopping soon to give me a sub, man. Yeah, stop in there, man. It's it's definitely worth it for sure. Um, I I'm looking through some of the uh the comments there's some kind of there's like a sub uh <laughs> a sub thread going on in the comment section about uh sam darnold and the 49ers i think a 49er fan dropped in there and asked uh how good are uh christian mccaffrey and sam darnold uh and that the 49ers don't have an offensive line that's actually pretty eye-opening if the 49 if 49er fans think that they don't have an offensive line because the 49ers are probably up there with the eagles in terms of the two teams everyone kind of looks at the top of the nfc and then the rest of it's just kind of muddled in terms of who's going to get in, who's not going to get in, that kind of thing. I, that's interesting because uh, 49ers seem like they're loaded with offensive skill players but might have some holes uh, in spots you wouldn't expect. So uh, we'll, we'll definitely keep an eye on that. Um, I think I'd put it at left guard, but really it's right guard. Uh, bigger concern, right guard until Corbett returns or consistent pass rush from the Panthers' defense? Which one's a bigger concern for you? Because um, we've touched on – the offensive line but we hadn't really talked about the pass rush they didn't really get back there against the jets either now granted they did a lot of screens and stuff like that just real short passes to get the ball out but uh cody what's your bigger concern uh because i know you're talking about the offensive line is it that right guard position or is it pass rush from the defense on the other side um i'm not really worried about pass rush because brian burns wasn't on the field and i feel like when you add brian that just adds a whole nother disruptive element to that pass rush that can't be replicated when he isn't there um right guard it, it, it has to be again i know i'm a broken record here but you know uh austin corbett his absence is you know through one preseason game really starting to be felt and you trade up to number one for a quarterback that is historically undersized and the most important thing is going to be to protect him and the fact that we don't know who the starting right guard is going to be and no one, at least to this point, has impressed at that position. Yeah, that's that's a big time concern for me. And the offensive line is such a cohesive unit. If your right guard isn't doing what you're supposed to, it's harder for Taylor Moten to do what he's supposed to. It's harder for Bradley Bozeman to do what he's supposed to. The guy's directly next to him. So to me, uh, especially considering Panthers have pretty high hopes for this season, yeah, it absolutely has to be uh, that right guard position, unquestionably. Uh, Monty, your thoughts here. Uh, which one was a bigger concern for you, uh, right guard until Corbett returns or uh, consistent pass rush from the Panthers' defense? 
Yeah, I agree. It's got to be right guard. Um, you know, to, to to the point of the pass rush, you know, we saw guys like Amari Barno make splash plays. You know, we um, I I, I don't remember if Luvu played, but I feel like Luvu is going to be in a, you know another factor to that pass rush as well. And like Cody said, Brian Burns didn't didn't play. I think, think Luvu was out there. Uh, but, yeah. I couldn't I couldn't remember if you played or not. Um but yeah, I think right guard is is definitely got to be the biggest, you know, question mark and the biggest concern. Um you know, our pass rush didn't look didn't look that bad, you know, um Saturday comparative to, you know, how bad the offensive line looked. And like Cody said, you know, is even guys like Hey Mays, they haven't looked great in pass protection either. You know, we we just don't have a lot of great depth at right guard right now, and 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 it is starting to you know we are starting to feel the impact of Corbin not being out there. I think again, as guys start to get back healthy, you know, as we start to get more reps, you know, it will kind of organically work itself out. But you know, offensive line is one of those things that if you're bad in preseason. You're a lot of times bad during the regular season, so um, you know. So I'm I'm hoping that that, that we get a, a better output Friday. You know, I, like I said, ask me again next week. Um, you know how I feel. I probably be either a little bit more concerned or a lot less concerned. You know, depending on how how well they play Friday. So I mean, and and Panther Nation, keep this in mind. We're if the Panthers come out and win twenty three to three on Saturday, all these bad vibes that you've had all week, they're all just going to disappear. Like this is preseason. <laughs> like everyone's got to keep this. This is preseason. They're just evaluating talent. If the head coach is telling you, Hey, look, we're being super vanilla. We didn't do anything out there. Like if he's straight up telling you the guy, that's the game plan, <laughs> then uh, kind of accept it. Like don't lose strength. Don't lose fact that uh, there's over 200 years of coaching experience on this, this team. If any coaching staff in the NFL knows how to handle preseason and to use it for what it's worth, it's this one, <laughs> like, like, keep it, keep it, you know, understand what you have. Like, it's not the same old Panthers. It's, it's something new. I get it. You don't want to see them lose regardless, but just trust the process and let them get through this. And uh, if they come out September 11th and stink it up versus Atlanta, then it's time. Okay. We'll hit the panic button then. And we'll try to figure out what happened, but I don't think they're going to do that. Uh, I really don't. I, they just seem too well discipline the offensive line's already been taking lumps all week because of what happened last saturday so i i expect them to come out with something to prove uh this week especially if they're out there with the first uh team and, and bryce out there so um yeah. all that we'll see so uh the panthers taking on the giants friday night 7 p.m um we'll be back next week follow the keep pounding podcast network on facebook on twitter at kp pounding underscore ffsn and you can follow us at Tobacco Radio on Twitter. Subscribe to the Tobacco Road Sports Radio's YouTube channel for more Embrace Debate. And you can follow Fans First Sports Network on Twitter at Fans First underscore SN. For Cody and for Monty, I'm Dez. You've been listening and watching to the Embrace Debate, a Carolina Panthers podcast here on the uh, Keep Pounding Podcast Network. We'll see you next week. Keep pounding. Keep pounding.